you know, there's all these stories about, you know, guys over in Macedonia who are running these fake news sites. Number 24 is Content Farms in Macedonia. Vidite ako se napravi greška, tako ki bude kobna, nema vrakenja nazad. So, Europe need to to remain more sexyple lady in the world. Ajde, majkata! Gospode, čuva Macedonija in izvinite grajke. The Macedonian Academy of Science and Arts, Manu, under President Lupcho Kosarev, tells the Zoranzaev government that Manu will not be changing its name as Zaev foolishly and wrongly demands. At the same time, Kosarev has publicly stated that recent agreements between Macedonia, which it has concluded with Greece and Bulgaria, should be analyzed and closely examined, noting the inherent contradictions in them. And over the past year and a half, Manu has been standing up for the Macedonian language, Macedonian history, and more. No surprise, then, that Zoran Zaev is now publicly demanding that Manu changes its name, stating, quote, A very nice solution has been found in talks and an agreement with Greece, and I believe that a solution will be found for this matter as well, unquote. What a silly little man. Meanwhile, we have recent sentencing of Sasha Myalkov, the wax signs, vaccines, as Zaev calls them, the upcoming census, and, of course, the continuous statements of various Bulgarian officials, like Defense Minister Krasimir Karakachanov, telling Macedonians they must admit that Macedonians are Bulgarians. Granted, it's always better listening to Karakachanov in the original German when he starts spouting off. We'll discuss all of this and more on this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. I'm Jason Miko, coming to you from the foot of the Catalina Mountains in Oro Valley, Arizona. And this is Svetin Shalimano from Skopje, Macedonia. How you doing, Sven? I'm a bit tired, but doing fine. Weather is turning to the better here. That well, blast of good, winter yes. we had is over. Yeah, it's, it's March 2nd. We're recording this on Tuesday, March 2nd, so we're finally in the month of March. This is episode 104 of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. It'll be, uh, yeah, I hate to tell you, it'll be like 28 here tomorrow in, uh, <laughs> in southern Arizona, so, uh, and the rest of the week also. So, uh, Well, hopefully we catch up soon enough. Oh, you will. Yeah, you will. But we'll out, But then we'll outdo you on uh, on the temperature wars. So. No. Uh, all right. Well, here we go into March. Um Last week, when we recorded uh, episode 103, we uh, we had the big brouhaha and the drama and everything else with Sasha Mialkov uh, fleeing, quote unquote, fleeing mm. the country. I still don't know if he actually did or not. <laughs> um, I don't know if anybody knows. I don't know if he knows. Um, but bottom line was he turned himself in, and then on Friday he was sentenced to what? Twelve years? Uh, yeah, twelve years. Almost which, which, the which, as we were talking offline, that's. That's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty big sentencing for him, correct? Yeah, the maximum that was re- requested was thirteen, uh, and he got almost the maximum. Very likely because he he fled, either the country or at the very least tried to avoid uh, house arrest. So this definitely right. influenced uh, the sentencing, but also the public outrage because it was you know pretty clear that Zaev is operating on a deal, uh, has an arrangement with Mialkov that, uh, you know. Here we go again, another top person fleeing, Gruevsky's cousin. And uh, it was really too much for, you know, Zaev to survive uh, politically. It's very likely that the internationals, uh, who, you know, the, the theory is that the internationals pressured Mialkov to return, threatened him to return, and also uh, demanded that Zaev stops at least publicly displaying this cooperation, political and business cooperation he has with Mialkov. 
So the sentencing was almost uh, maximum. And he now has 60 days of detention. So he's actually, he was actually sent to prison right after mm. the sentencing. He was not sent to, to prison after, even after he fled. He was still given house arrest for a few more days. So that was wow. a shocking turn of events. Now, now he's uh, in, in the Shutka detention prison. Oh, yeah. So in a, um, in a cell by himself uh, due to COVID protocols, mm. etc., is, now, is he going to appeal? Can he appeal? Oh, of course, yeah. Definitely. Okay, so I'm sure he'll appeal. And, and uh, So what you're saying is this saga will simply continue, this soap opera will continue. Well, it depends how useful he continues to be for Azaf. Uh, I mean, if he can deliver <laughs> on splintering Vumara, then uh, mm-hmm. he might get more leniency, he might escape, you know, uh, have, have the detention not renewed after 60 days or, or even cut short sooner. But he really right. failed to gain any traction with breaking up the party. Um, you know, he only had like a few dozen people show up for an event uh, he was organizing the day before he fled the country. Uh, while at the same day, Vimera began collecting signatures to, to block the census law, and they easily collected 30,000 on the first day, 30,000 on the wow. second day, over 100,000 by now in, in several pushes. So, uh, you know, he really got zero traction here. So he's not very useful for Zaev. Uh, and he already did the deed in the sense of uh, providing the votes to rename the country. So, uh, you know, uh, he was very useful for Zaev and the internationals in 2019, but he hasn't done anything for them lately. So uh, he might be flushed down the drain, which is, you know, most worrying for Zaev himself, because Zaev is looking at this uh, person who, you know, turned his back on Vimera, stabbed it in the back and uh, then helped the internationals. And he sees how he's being flushed down the toilet and Zaev can't help but, uh, you know, remember that the same fate may await him pretty soon because oh. he's he will outlive his usefulness if he hasn't already. Oh, of course. And we, we've, we've said this many times and, and written about it, that, that um, you know, the rev- it, it's, it's essentially an extension of the revolution always devours its own. And so, in a, in a way, maybe it's a corollary to that, that, they, as you said, they outlive their usefulness and they're flushed down the toilet. Um, since this is an English language podcast, a lot of our listeners are familiar with what goes on in the United States. So if I may dare say, this is a little like, um, flushing, uh, Andrew Cuomo down the toilet. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He's outlived his usefulness to the Democrat party. And, and so it's time for him to go. Um, all right. Well, that's, that's interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll keep following that and, and what goes on. You mentioned the census and I, and, you know, we mentioned that in the monologue here. So that's supposed to begin April, correct? And they're in preparation phase now for it? But Yeah, the online uh, registration for the internationals already began. So the way it works, I, I think even you can do it. I mean, people are complaining that oh dear. it's not very uh, use, it's not very protected. So there's a lot of videos online about people who, you know, use VPN to register as if they're from abroad. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be a big uh, cluster. And um, <laughs> I mean, uh, no, no security, no fingerprinting. Anybody can register for anybody else. At this point, the, the way it looks, the census chief guy just keeps threatening everybody with prison if they right. don't uh, 
you know, don't obey. And uh, mainly, you know, this is it's the way it is because uh, the Albanians insisted that they get, you know, the, the whole diaspora registered citizens who are not residents of Macedonia to be listed in the census. And the census is supposed to be for residents, not for citizens. So, but the Albanians mm. fear they'll drop below 20% and uh, we'll have a wildly inaccurate, completely, you know, bogus census in the end. I don't think we're ever going to know what the accurate number of, of, of citizens in the Republic of Macedonia is. I mean, it's been 2002, so mm. going on 20 years since the last census, and even that one had issues. Um, I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the solution is. You know, well, although as uh, as one of uh, our, our favorite people that we like to quote, uh, the economist uh, Tom Sewell uh, says there are no solutions, only trade-offs. So, uh, no. <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll we'll follow that as well. Um, we are not suggesting, as the Macedonian content farmers, that you should uh, register early and often for the census, no matter where you are. But I'm sure some people will do that. Um, but we're not suggesting that. just want to make that clear. <laughs> uh, right. And, oh, I skipped over the vaccines, uh, the vaccines. Uh, are you guys, uh, you get your jab yet? Oh, the, yeah. It's getting even worse now, if you can, uh, <laughs> if, if it could get worse. So we only have the 8,000 from the Serbs. They gave it in two installments. Uh, uh, donation of 8,000 Pfizer vaccines, but by the end of February there was supposed to be uh, a contract with the Chinese coming through. Uh, you know, they started negotiating. Zav started negotiating this in early February, and a bunch of times he said, "Well, listen, it's uh, the Chinese New Year, so uh, they're now busy celebrating. But once it's done, they will uh, definitely send us the the vaccines by the end of February." And this was repeated uh, a bunch of times Which by Zaf and Philip Cha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as you can see now, it's March and uh, no vaccines. And uh, uh, even at one point um, over the weekend, Vimera came out with a leak from the healthcare minister. They said, listen, something horrible happened with uh, the Chinese guys. They, they actually paid back the advance. So we paid some pretty significant advance for the... 200,000 vaccines that were supposed to arrive and they the gave Chinese? us the money back. Yeah. The Chinese returned the check? AliExpress <laughs> returned your, your order. <laughs> your credit card denied. <laughs> the Nigerian prince says, no, sorry, sorry, you're too sketchy, I can't. <laughs> or there was another joke that the Chinese asked, okay, well, what, what can we, what, what do we put you down under? Well, the former Yugoslav, no, wait, the fiber, no, 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 the North... Okay, never mind. Just drop it. We're not. <laughs> we're not buying anything. So Vimera oh, says they gave us the money back, and they say there is a problem. And now we realize there actually is a problem. The vaccines are not coming. The numbers are actually getting worse. We got down to about six thousand active cases. Now we are up to eight thousand five hundred. The fatalities wow. are increasing because I guess the this British uh, strain is more deadly and more contagious. Several cities like. Kavadarci has a huge spike, uh, and people believe it's because they were they caught the British uh, strain. And now, now, now you're being absolutely... you're, you're, you're you're being bigoted. You oh, can't yeah. you can't use you. We can't call it the Chinese virus. <laughs> yeah. We can't call it the British strain. <laughs> no, I think they used the British strain even in the U.S. Well, they they told you you can't use the the Wuhan 
red flu, but uh, red death. <laughs> but you, you could use the English. There was there was an right. early British or what was it called, a European strain or something like that. Uh, I think this is the second British strain they've been using, and it was a lot uh, from the start. Uh, and uh, <laughs> now even Shakerinska came out and she had a horrific statement. So Vumero leaked the, the information that uh, the money have been returned, but Shekerinska goes out and she's always manages to step into it, to say the stupidest <laughs> thing imaginable. So uh, now she says, well, we have a transparent government and if we wanted to, we could have hidden the fact from you that they gave us the money back, but no, we confirmed <laughs> it and we told you that, that there is a problem and we're not hiding the problems and everybody's like, oh, come oh on, just oh shut up already oh. before her previous statement was that uh, well we could have ordered all the vaccines like serbia in time from all the suppliers you know and we would have come out like serbia the most competent and ready government but you would have been suspicious and we didn't you know you would have refused to take the vaccines because you know it would look like that we are too ready and they're coming too soon so that's why we didn't order them all at once immediately early in the stages of the development, and that's why we're now late. That's, that's a definition of too clever things. by half. So, <laughs> um, yeah, she, uh, wow, interesting. Okay, well, uh, I think we're up to 25 million fully vaccinated here in the United States, which is mm -hmm. almost 10% getting there. So mm -hmm. I think we're, we're hitting our stride, especially now with the J&J, the, the, the Johnson & Johnson one-shot vaccine mm -hmm. uh, starting today so uh it'll happen you'll get it yeah. eventually i mean <laughs> the, the vaccines <laughs> so that's what yeah. that's what i mean you'll get eventually the vaccines mm. especially and of course and I'm, I'm always looking at the news to see if the airlines and the governments are going to conspire to institute a um a vaccine passport meaning that you have to have it to fly because uh, mm. uh i'm happy i'm, I'm I'll, I'll wait until it's my turn unless that happens in which case you know i, I like to I'd like to get over to Macedonia and other places, and so mm. so we'll see. And I would like to get to Arizona sometime. <laughs> Absolutely, you're all you are always welcome here, just like Christmas itself. So. Well, I'll first have to check that with the embassy here, <laughs> with the visa <laughs> department. True. Oh yes, yeah, well, theoretically they're separated, like theoretically in in major yeah, media, there's yeah. supposed to be a sep a wall of separation between mm -hmm. editorial and advertising, but we know that doesn't exist either. So yeah, sure. Anyway, um, but, all right. But and the embassy donated are... us a, a bunch of rifles. Did you see that? And uh, oh yeah, gave them to Shekerinska, and everybody was like, "Okay, is this effective against COVID? <laughs> can, <laughs> can we can we shoot the virus now?" I mean, we were asking for vaccines, not for <laughs> like two thousand used uh, M4s. Kalashnikovs? Your... Oh no, sorry, M16s. Uh, okay. M4s, I think. Uh, okay. It is still a machine gun, right? M16. Yeah. But uh, what the M4 is the newer version or the older? I don't know. I don't. Sure. I have to ask some of my. Uh more uh gun loving uh, friends so uh um well that's nice so uh well nato is standing shoulder to shoulder with you then if uh, yeah. if, uh you know, <laughs> can't can't help you on the vaccine effort but we can give you guns to fight against um well maybe the bulgarians uh that's a nice yeah. segue uh since uh since next door nato member bulgaria is constantly threatening macedonia it seems like on a daily basis there's always some Bulgarian official, whether it's Zaharieva, the foreign minister, or Karakachanov, the defense minister, demanding that Macedonia, you know, 
change, Macedonians change their identity. Uh, as I said, it's always better listening than the original German. Maybe we can insert a nice little German clip there. Uh. <laughs> um. If you want to solidify the veto from Bulgaria. For, <laughs> Let's for do the, it. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, this uh, this is a public service, in my opinion, Sveten, I think, because we all know that, that the EU is not going to last much longer. It's going to change one way or another. So by, you know, solidifying the Bulgarian veto of Macedonia's entrance into the European Union, we're, we're merely performing a public service and helping Macedonia to to uh, to uh, stave off that pain of, of joining a failing organization and uh, and actually you know helping Macedonia to, to learn a little bit more about responsibility and self-reliance and yeah. figuring out that there are other ways to get rich other than being in in the EU which will take forever if it even happens um, but um, I forgot what the latest statement was I saw it earlier this morning it's still morning my time um, from from the the Bulgarian president, I think, was demanding that, that ethnic Bulgarians, I'm using scare quotes here, in Macedonia be allowed to express their identity. And, and nobody's denying them that. I mean, my goodness, if, if there's one country in, in, in Southeastern Europe that where people can freely express their identity, it's Macedonia, you know? Yeah, that's uh, true. Greece is, the, Greece is the country that I think constitutionally says it has only Greeks and won't allow anybody to register as anything else or, or be recognized as anything else. Uh, but uh, my Bulgaria goodness. Bulgaria also. Bulgaria also won't allow the Turks, for example, to have a party of Turks. They insist that it's like the movement of rights and liberties. They can't say the Turkish party in Bulgaria. Well, yeah. I mean, this. The, then the, it's, it's, it's little things like that which are really actually bigger things that point to the absolute and total utter hypocrisy of the European Union. Uh, when these EU countries can get away with that, and and uh, which you know, for an institution like the EU, and we've seen their rollout with the vaccines, which has been horrific uh, and caused oh. all kinds of problems. But when when they claim to have values and they they allow member countries to get away with that, well, they they don't. Of course, yeah. you know, it's this constant talk about having values when when what individuals and countries should have as virtues um but that's a whole other subject for another time so um anyway we we got in our um our uh, contractually obligated um uh, a few words there about bulgaria uh, for this uh, for this uh, podcast uh, the thing um, is they have now security uh they have their intelligence services sent uh, on the zaf uh they, oh, yeah. they, they had a, a, they set up a association of bulgarians in bitola and they, uh, and, but this was apparently set up by the left in Bulgaria. So they appealed for help to the state mm -hmm. uh, and to the president uh, and the president who is a socialist, uh, Rumen Radev. Uh, right. And, you know, they have elections, so they need to outdo each other in protecting Bulgarians in Macedonia, the left and the right in Bulgaria. So they had, uh, so the president said, uh, I have, uh, uh, you know, some authority over the intelligence services and I'm ordering them to get involved in this case because Bulgarians in Macedonia complain that their rights are violated. So this is obviously pre-election pandering, but still, you know, Pendarovsky today responded like, this is interference in our internal affairs because, mm. you know, we have the president of a neighboring country say that he's using his intelligence service to influence us, which is very rich coming from Pendarovsky, who was brought to power by foreign <laughs> intelligence services and... Uh, is held in power by foreign intelligence services, but uh, 
uh, yeah, it's, this is where we are at this at this moment. Wow. So you got one NATO member uh, interfering yeah. <laughs> in the domestic affairs of another NATO member with their intelligence services. Bravo, NATO. What, yeah. a, what a way to stand sh shoulder to shoulder. Uh, yeah. And yeah. we had the Lubcha Gergievsky activated again. So we have two former prime ministers now helping Bulgaria out. One of them, Gergievsky, is an out and about pro-Bulgarian politician. He got mm -hmm. a Bulgarian passport when he was facing arrest and persecution in similar fashion that Wimmer is being persecuted now. He was being persecuted in 2002 after the essentially forceful change of power in 2002. Mm -hmm. And uh, he got you know, protection from Bulgaria, so he's now doing their bidding. And he came out with a set of proposals, essentially accepting all of their demands, you know, even upping some of their ideas or trying to find a common ground, which is, you know, nine-tenths tenths of the way approaching the Bulgarian position. So he came out with a list of proposals and uh, Buchkovsky, the other former prime minister, sentenced for corruption and never actually serving any prison time. He's now Zayev's envoy to Bulgaria and he's... He says, okay, listen to Gergievsky, these are good proposals. Uh, so these two are practically now, you know, moving the ball forward. But in reality, you know, this is Zayev doing it uh, uh, because both are, you know, Zayev's envoy and Zayev's coalition partner, is Gergievsky. So something is afoot, but I'm not sure. I mean, I expect that they'll need to do this before the elections in Bulgaria so that the right in Bulgaria can brag about this in the election but uh, obviously as we said both sides in bulgaria are picking their um are trying to use the issue for their uh, and, and they're both both sides are probably making some kind of offer to zav so uh, uh we'll see i mean <laughs> the, wow if there is no deal it could be to the benefit of the socialists uh, in bulgaria right. so, so, we'll so you <clears throat> you've got the two former prime ministers tweedledee and tweedledum uh to use a cultural reference, an obscure one, um, mm. you know, uh, running, trying to trying to be more Bulgarian than the Bulgarians, it seems like, at least with uh, Yordievsky. So, mm. all right, well, we'll uh, you know, there's there's uh, so much there that, that, but we have to, we actually have to limit ourselves as to how much we talk about this on these podcasts mm. because uh, <laughs> we could we could do this every day. Uh, but let's let's talk mono because I know I think at the end of the episode one hundred three last week we talked a little bit about it. We said we were going to talk about it this time and the whole uh, use of the the adjective Macedonian. Um, so as I started off with a monologue there, the Macedonian Academy of Science and Arts, which is Manu, uh, the the Zayev government through the parliament through the so called uh, speaker uh, Talajaferi, had told Manu and the president uh, Lupcho Kosarev that. They had that it had to change its name to something with the N word in it, and he <laughs> said no, and so Parliament withdrew uh, its demands or its yep. bill. I'm not sure exactly what it was. What was it? It was a bill, a, a draft a bill. bill. Okay, to a draft bill to change the name of, of Manu. Uh, yep. So they withdrew that. Uh, seems seems like a victory. Uh, shows that that you can stand up to the bully. The bully in this case being Zoran Zayev and his government. And then Zayev comes out, I think it was yesterday, and said that, no, you know, it's the law. Manu must change his name. And the quote that I found there said, a very nice solution has been found in talks and, with, and an agreement with Greece, and I believe that a solution will be found for this matter as well. This silly, foolish yeah. little man. Um, again, 
Prespid be damned, because it was mm. it was wrongly implemented in Macedonia against the will of the people. Uh, but if you read it, there's nothing wrong with using the adjective Macedonian. And now we have the Ministry of Justice denying private entities, businesses, NGOs, mm. civil society, neighborhood associations, whatever that want to use the term Macedonia, the word proper noun Macedonia in their name, the justice ministry is saying, no, you can't. Uh, but even a cursory reading of Prespa says, yes, you can. Macedonian Academy of Science and Arts. Uh, how's this going to end? I mean, by, if you look at Prespa, it says that uh, institutions need to be, need to use the adjective north. Uh, need to add north to their names. Uh, private entities should be allowed to use Macedonian, but this was not very clear if they have some funding or some relationship to the state, which all of them do. I mean, uh, obviously the ministry is taking now the most draconian approach, uh, the most pro-Greek approach at the moment. Mm. By any, you know, reading of the treaty, Manu should uh, change the names. I have called on a bunch of institutions to do so. So, for example, the opera and ballet did this. The Philharmonic Orchestra does it, but kind of like not very enthusiastically. So it depends on who is in charge. The Macedonian television said no. Zaev keeps calling it the national television. They refuse. Uh, MIA, the state news agency, changed its name into the media information agency. So Ooh, just to keep it nice abbreviation. And Manu just outright refuses, even under the previous management. So it was led by uh, Vlado Kambovsky, who is a communist era, uh, you know, police uh, intelligence, you know, security apparatchik. So absolutely, you know, the first to throw in the towel and to, uh, you know, uh, denounce Macedonia and Macedonian patriotism. He was actually arresting Macedonian patriots in the past. Then it was led by Taki Fiti after Prespa who is a Vlach and also a lefty, a communist. So on both ends, he's not very in, involved in the Macedonian cause. Uh, but now the latest, the, the new uh, president of the academy is uh, Ljubčo Kucerev, um, IT specialist, uh, little known before, not very politically active. And he came out uh, swinging. Mm. You know, he's out and about protecting Macedonian identity, denouncing the government, very outspoken. Uh, and he was practically behind this initiative to tell the par- to tell the parliament to take their law and uh, stuff it. <laughs> and it's a very good, very interesting, very uh, uh, notable change of tactic. Before, you know, people w- it would be- it became almost like a running joke. Like people would say, "Did Manu respond to this latest travesty?" And everybody's like, "Ha ha!" Of course they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But now they're actually responding. They're actually reacting. Uh, to the point that uh, the left organized an attack on uh, Kutsarev uh, uh, recently. So he also uh, said that uh, there was a, a report that just as the left is trying to, the Zayev government is trying to abolish the um, history as a standalone class in elementary schools to placate mm-hmm. uh, you know, our neighbors, etc. Uh, they are now pushing to uh, abolish... Uh, the Macedonian language studies at the uh, philological faculty in Skopje and the Macedonian literature studies. And they want to roll them into like uh, South Slavic literature or broadly literature or linguistics for the language. 
uh, and this was leaked, but the document was not leaked. And mm-hmm. Kotsarev denounced this very strongly. Uh, but now the people from the faculty who said this happened, who said we have the documents, they're not publishing them. <clears throat> so Kutsarev was caught, uh, you know, in between. Uh, uh, he, he made the claim, he joined the, in the claims, but now he can't back it up. So he kind of uh, not apologized, but said like, okay, it's good if we stop this with our public, uh, you know, reaction. It's good if the dean of the faculty and the ministry are giving up on their plan. But now he's on, uh, he's uh, under heavy attack today, the day before, uh, from everybody on the left because he's spreading fake news. He lied. Mm. You know, people are from the left are expressing outrage that uh, Kotsarev made this false claim about uh, the faculty. Which you know, if if it uh, doesn't happen, it's because you know they planned it. But uh, just like with Mialkov, he fled, but then had to return after the public reacted. In right. this case, it's they tried but uh, f- couldn't do it, and uh, but they're using this to smear the guy, uh, sure. you know, completely uh, in in this good old communist fashion uh, with orchestrated media attack from everybody. Right. Well, and again, you know, you, you mentioned that this is orchestrated by the left, and, and the left there, the left here, the left everywhere that doesn't believe in history, tradition, the past. Uh, progress is unidirectional, and so you have to shed the history, you have to shed tradition, you have to shed the past, uh, which we've talked about endless times on this podcast and written about, etc., which uh, they, they see no benefit from the past, uh, which is uh, not true at all. So uh, you have to have roots, you have to have uh, history, you have to have memory, uh, but they're happy to discard it. Um, mm. Anyway, that's another battle. He ought now... Kotsarev also uh, said that the two agreements with Greece and Bulgaria, the so-called Prespa Agreement and the so-called Treaty on uh, on uh, neighborliness and friendliness and peace and love and light eternal, cleanliness and cleanliness with, with <laughs> Bulgaria, <laughs> he said that both of these tr- so-called treaties should be re-examined, looked at. Uh, they both, to his point, correctly. Uh, there's inherent contradictions in both of them uh, between, you know on bilateral basis between Macedonia and Greece and Bulgaria. And then, of course, when you throw all three in the mix, as we've seen, Bulgaria, for instance, objecting to the name North Macedonia after it was agreed by everybody. Uh, So he said that those should be looked at. Is there going to be any, you know, commission, committee set up in Manu to to look at those? Do we know that even? I'm pretty sure he will do this. I mean, that's uh, what they should be doing. This is a given. It's actually, you know, as I said before, people used to mock them for not doing anything, not reacting to the treaties uh, Zav was signing with the neighbors. Uh, uh, and yeah, I mean, this is what they're set up for. This is what sure. they, they should be doing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as, the, as they do, they will face even more pressure. I mean, Zav insisted that they need to change the name. Uh, even after you know the par- the bill was withdrawn in parliament, and Manu refused to do it by itself. They, they said we're not gonna uh, change it through our own uh, institutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they, they'll be under increasing attack. And now Zaev was, of course, after saying this, he was pressured. Okay, but you're the leader of the uh, Social Democratic Alliance of uh, Macedonia, still mm-hmm. not North Macedonia, and he said, well, there are people, you know, there are proposals. One of the proposals is that we change the name, you know, he's actually agreeing that the, his party will change its name. Hmm. But like Mia, they will try to preserve the abbreviation, Sadasama, 
So they'll try to replace alliance, Soyuz in Macedonian, mm-hmm. with uh, Severna, with North. So they would be like the no- social democrats of North Macedonia. Uh, so they'll drop the alliance, uh, and but they will remain Sadasama, SDSM. That's their well their if, plan at the moment. If he actually does that, and of course we on this podcast have been challenging him to do that. Others have as well, mm. you know. Uh, so I'll, I will actually, I'll give him credit if he actually does it, although the article I read this morning said that it was going to take a while, you know, how long, who knows. Yeah, but yeah. if that happens, then you can be damn sure he's going to try and and uh, get Vumero to change its name as well. Well, Vumero is a historic abbreviation, uh, and True. then uh, the latter part, um, you know, they could just say it's Vumero, it's not, uh, that means nothing. Well, I mean, that, well uh, full name. Well, actually, in both uh, versions, the M is uh, an adjective. It's not uh, the Correct. name Macedonia. Correct. It's Makedonska. It's a Macedonian, yeah. which, again, as we discussed, should be allowed. Uh, uh, I mean, government institutions should be renamed into North Macedonia, but uh, especially, you know, the, the second part of them, they can see the first part is like a historic abbreviation and the second part is uh, uh, it refers to Macedonian national unity it's right. a democratic party of Macedonian national unity and Zaev insisted that especially you know the word Macedonian will be allowed uh, will be in use for you know the both the nation and something that belongs to this nation so yeah it's pretty open well, under that re- that sorry it should un- remain. <clears throat> yeah sorry to interrupt but under that reading then Macedonian Academy belongs to the nation yeah, yeah. So well, it is more like a governmental institution. Uh, yeah. The party, in theory, could win zero seats. It could be like uh, yeah. in parliament. Uh, well, again, you know, as as I keep saying, what what has been done can be undone. Uh, what might be done will be undone, and all of these foolish, yeah. foolish and wrong moves by the current government of Zoran Zaev and Ali Ahmeti, gotta throw him in there. Uh, will be undone at some point uh, because they're wrong, simply. So, um, yeah, we need to do away with the EU in some way. There, there was actually good enthusiasm when uh, this proposal to join the European Economic Union, uh, what's it oh, called, yeah. like uh, area or something, uh, I was approached, and people were actually very enthusiastic. Okay, now we joined NATO. Uh, now we can join this EU light without any humiliation con- conditions from our neighbors, uh, and then just, you know, begin working, you know, give up on the EU, joining the EU uh, full stop, and then start working on uh, restoring our name. And, you know, by the way, this would actually improve our relations with our neighbors, maybe not with Greece, because there are mm. different, uh, you know, we have this history with them that I don't even think we sh- can or should be friends or especially close to each other, but, you know, it's really a travesty to have a fight with the Bulgarians. So people were actually saying, listen, uh, if if they stop, if, if we remove the object of blackmail, then, you know, I- even Gergievsky was saying this, the way things are going with the Treaty of Friendliness and Cleanliness, we are actually going <laughs> to have seriously uh, devastated relations with Bulgaria, and that was not the objective of the of the treaty. And as Manu said, as Kotsar have said, this is an unforeseen consequence of the treaties in how they interact with each other and what they're doing to our relations with our neighbors. So, I mean, they're really bad treaties. Uh, even, you know, uh, 
for, for the achievement of the stated goal of uh, improving friendly ties with the neighbors. And on the other hand, there is the U.S. Embassy. The ambassador had an interview. Uh, we didn't discuss it last time. There was no time with Mialkov. And she was asked, uh, okay, I mean, listen, a uh, bunch of people are n- never going to accept this. It's becoming obvious. And it was one of the most, uh, you know, spineless journalists who, were inter- who was interviewing her. The fact that he even asked her this was a miracle. I mean, it was probably an arranged question, but the answer was not good. She said, okay, but there are so many benefits of the treaty, with Greece, for example. And then she couldn't state any. She said, okay, you joined NATO, but people, as you said in your column, people are are not impressed with NATO membership on its face uh, without the EU. And even if you had the EU, we saw the result of the referendum. And then she insisted, okay, and then the treaty improved your relations in the sense that you have so much more new perspectives in cooperation with uh, Greece. But, and she's talking about this pipeline, gas pipeline the U.S. is working on. Mm-hmm. But then we had, you know, Greeks bought uh, the oil refinery in Skopje, built the crude oil pipeline to the refinery from Solon to Skopje. They uh, bought the biggest, uh, I don't know, second biggest bank in Macedonia the biggest bread, uh, you know, bakery in Skopje, chain of bakeries, uh, the biggest, uh, I don't know, uh, marble quarry, the, the hundreds of companies in, uh, this, especially in the southern cities, uh, uh, like textile, light industry, Greeks were fleeing, you know, their oppressive uh, economic regime and setting up in Macedonia, the biggest tobacco factory in Strumica. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there are dozens of major, Verob, dozens of major companies and hundreds of mid-sized and small companies that opened up without this humiliation of the treaty. And she couldn't really, you know, she couldn't even say what are the benefits of NATO for us. I'm I'm not sure if if she's in the clear what are the benefits of NATO for the US of adding Macedonia into NATO, but uh, uh, she couldn't really give a a specific benefit of joining NATO for Macedonia. So, I don't know, it's really... They're still trying to put a brave face on this, but uh, it's not really working. Yeah, the, the, of course the, 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 they have to because they 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 um, they did a foolish thing. They did a stupid thing. I think they recognize mm. it. They don't know how to salvage, and of course their their very power depends on this. Uh, and so, um, and and of course they feel threatened by it. Will uh, you reference that in my latest column? Uh, I quoted a poll. Um, from the market mm. agency, I think is the name of the group that did it. But we'll we'll talk about that in the next uh, podcast because that was a good one, I think, um, showing how the majority mm. of Macedonians see no benefit from NATO, would like to return, would like to have the name returned. Don't care if Macedonia gets kicked out of NATO, which it can't be kicked out of NATO. No country can be kicked out of NATO. If you think a country can be kicked out of NATO, I present to you <laughs> Turkey, uh, yeah. so which is a NATO member and has been and will continue to be. So. Uh, anyway, let's, um, let's do this. It's been a while since we've had a farmer's pick and Mm -hmm. I have a farmer's pick. And right now, Sutton, I am looking at my computer screen and Gotze Delchev is turning his head, he's smiling, his eyes are blinking. Oh yeah, I saw that. This is the most, it's both cool and disturbing. And if I scroll down, I, (laughs) I can see also here, let me just push this button. And here's the name. It it Kirsty Misirkov is 
turning his head and blinking his eyes and looking about. It is bizarre. So this is, we'll, we'll put a link to it in the show notes, Mikko Veta, who is the assistant professor in medical image analysis at the at Eindhoven University of Technology, uh-huh. Macedonian, uh, has, has obviously gone on to the website of My Heritage, which is one of these, you know, 23andMe and, and other groups, but this is an Israeli company, of course, uh, that has figured out how to take still photos and literally make them come to life. Um, it's it's not quite looking at at uh, Peter Cushing as Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One uh, a few <laughs> years ago when he had been dead for twenty years. But it's it's you know you know with enough money, obviously you could make any of these guys come back to life. Uh, yeah. mm. So, um, but this is really really cool. He's got a number of others up there, uh, and we'll put links in it. And it's uh, I, I post posted it on Facebook. But um, to see these Macedonian heroes, you know literally moving and and you, you you almost wonder what's going on in there what are they thinking yeah. uh, which is of course it's all fiction but it's just fascinating and as i said somewhat yeah. disturbing at the same time so um we'll, we'll put links to those and, and you can look at the other other uh, images that he puts up there and literally brings back to life um, mm. we need to have a hologram of gutsa uh <laughs> do a talking to to Zaf and, and borisov stood together you that. know, uh, you, don't think I haven't considered that um, <laughs> and other things. Uh, it's it's kind of like, um, uh, well, we'll leave it at that. Movies that I still want to make uh, about Macedonian mm. history and Macedonian heroes. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to have to finish up here. I actually have to, it's the beginning of my day, the end of your day. Uh, I've got to. Oh, it's my day's just beginning. Your day's actually. okay. You're on. You're on a different shift. Yeah, well. I've, I've got to get to work. Um, so we will put this. This is mass. Uh, this is episode 104 of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast up on our new platform, Substack, and we hope that people will subscribe. I'm starting to put my weekly columns there, the English version at least. There, uh, we'll see what else we can uh, do as we turn this into a media empire. Um. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as uh, as our friends, or at least my friends, I don't know if they're your friends, at the dispatch say what other products we mm-hmm. can bring to uh, subscribers. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, so, uh, we'll, again, we'll encourage everybody to, to, to check that out on uh, Substack and subscribe so that you uh, get the latest uh, episodes of the podcast and my column to begin with and other things. Anything else for the good of the order? Well, I think we got, got discovered. Uh... Yeah. Bulgaria, EU, Americans, uh, Zayev. Yeah, pretty much a wrap. <laughs> excellent, excellent, good. Digital manipulation of uh, oh yes of Macedonian history <laughs> for the better. Everything, so, everything's yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. All right. Well, we will uh, talk to you again. On, maybe on the weekend, we'll do another one. We'll see. Today's Tuesday, so just depends. There's always plenty of things to talk about. Absolutely. Take All care, right. everybody. You too. Bye bye.